Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Ajit Ravindran and Will Yang of Lenexa Medical. Ajit is co-founder and CEO and Will is chief scientific officer for the company that has created a revolutionary technology for preventing pressure injuries with patients in hospitals and aged care. Ajit and Will take us through the underlying technology behind their smart sheet and why this will reduce the need for carers to turn over patients in their bed, thus decreasing unnecessary manual labor and increasing efficiency and monitoring capabilities of providers in the space. Welcome everyone. My name is Raghu. I'm here with Karen Erickson from the Eden Exchange team. Hello, everyone. So we're joined by Ajit Ravindran and Will Yang, who are the co-founder, CEO, and chief scientific officer of Lenexa Medical. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Hey, guys. How are you? Firstly, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Can you tell us, Ajit, first about how Lenexa Medical started and about your background as well? Great. Thanks, Raghu, for the chance to sort of share our story. Uh, I mean, Will and I, we were both sort of students about uh, two years ago. We were students... I'm doing a, a biodesign course mm. at Melbourne Uni. Will was doing his master's in engineering. I, I was doing my MBA during the time. And Melbourne Uni has this sort of Stanford-inspired biodesign courses. And we spent a year in an intensive program just coming together with a need, going out to the market, visiting surgeries, coming up with a need. And we identified pressure injuries as one of those that really required our, our attention, mm. especially because it was cost, costing the Australian health system $2 billion dollars and there weren't any effective solutions currently there in the marketplace. Excellent. And so what does the Nexa Medical do? So what's your vision for this company? Sure. Um, so the view that we have is, I mean, we would like to transform the healthcare. I mean, starting with Australia, to come up with a smart solution to prevent these pressure injuries. Um, essentially, it's a waste to the system, the money that actually could be used more effectively. So what my team have actually come up with is we have come up with a concept which is a smart sheet, which we can then use to detect these, these pressure injuries early on. So clinicians and carers can apply targeted care and, and make sure that the patient is taken care of and these injuries can be prevented. How come you focus specifically on pressure injuries? You, you said that you heard that it was a big issue. Was it something that came up during your conversations with hospitals? Why this specific issue? It's interesting you ask that question, Karen. Um, I would like to sort of look at Will now because it was something that Will sort of started. Will, would you like to tell your piece? Yeah, sure. So as a part of the biodesign innovation course, we went out to hospitals and we spent a lot of time following surgeons and nurses and, and doctors around and really asking them what was a pain point that they kept seeing in their practice and in to their day-to-day. Um, and one of the questions we asked one of the anesthetists during a surgery was, what type of information do you wish that you had? Um, and the response was, uh, we, I wish we knew about how much pressure is actually being experienced by the patient when they're on the table. And so it started off as when you're in surgery, you're actually lying there and the, and the anesthetist and the surgeon and the nurses will set you up on the table um, and they'll try to put you in a position where you'll experience as little pressure as possible. But essentially, after they put you on the table, they have no idea about the pressure profile that's going on. And so after the surgery is complete, they they whisk you away to the ICU or the recovery ward. And essentially, the nurses after that have no idea about 
the risk of pressure injury and the pressure profile. And so that's how the concept actually started. Um, and we went out to other hospitals and we started asking a lot of nurses about the issue. And they all agreed that it was an issue that hadn't really gotten an effective solution. And they were still seeing a lot of pressure injuries come through. And in terms of your background, how did you specifically get involved with Lenexa? So um, as Ajit mentioned before, um, it was as a part of the Biodesign Innovation Program at the University of Melbourne. Um, I was doing my Master's of Engineering, Master's of Biomedical Engineering, and Ajit was doing his MBA. Um, And we came together essentially to solve this problem. Um, And we began to develop a concept. And at the end of our university course, we we applied for pitch competitions and awards nights. And it just so happened we just... You know, applied and we're like okay we're going to give it a shot yeah. um, and we ended up winning a few of the prizes and mm-hmm. we go at the end of the year well it would be a shame to just give up on this mm-hmm. um, and so we continued on and last year 2018 we were honored to get accepted into the actuator program which is a medtech accelerator program mm-hmm. um, we raised some seed funding as well um, which has propelled us to this point where we've actually developed a prototype that works in the lab where the next steps for us is to actually develop a, a larger scale one so that we can actually put it into the hospital and start collecting some data to refine um, for an eventual product launch. So it is great you've got you know that initial backing, you've got the team in place, you've got the passion, you've got the technical capability. Like Taking a step back, can you tell us specifically about the technology behind the smart sheet? So how does it work and and what's the difference between that and anything else on the market? Sure. So essentially there are a few components to the smart sheet system that we're developing. Um, The underlying sensor or the smart sheet, it's essentially um, a piece of fabric Mm. that changes its electrical characteristics depending on how much pressure is placed on it. And so we've developed um, a really novel and innovative circuit that we've actually patented, which allows us to use a single sensor sheet as a sensor with thousands of components. And so that's where we differentiate ourselves with a lot of the products on the market where they have to use discrete individual sensors, which not only makes it very expensive to buy for for hospitals and for consumers, but also it's very clunky and it's impractical to use. Mm -hmm. And so the sensing sheet behind it is very novel because of the patent that we have and also in comparison to the actual competition um, we're taking patient specific information so we can display pressure injury risk for the clinician as opposed to just showing them a map of the pressure. And, And what would you say it's a good time to be servicing this market right now? Why would this be good for hospitals and maybe healthcare or aged care or whatever you may look at? Why right now? Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic, you know, question, Current. I mean, I believe that the time is sort of sort of excellent, you know, for a few reasons. The first reason is, I mean, if you look at the hospital system uh, and the way in which, you know, things are going, I mean, obviously funding is sort of finite. There's a finite amount of, of money to actually spend on things. Uh, what you're increasingly finding out is, I mean, you know, the spend, if you look at the hospital spend around the, around the world, has just been going up, whereas the outcomes haven't actually, you know, followed through. So there's a, there's a trend that's moving more towards, there are two trends, as I mentioned before. One is moving more towards the value-based healthcare, where you're looking for an outcome from what you're sort of spending for. The second trend, which is actually, which we're able to do now with the technology is, 
using machine learning and data to predict that really well. So Lenexa has got the best of both worlds where we are able to provide a solution that will provide the hospitals with, with a better outcome. So patients who come in for a surgery can actually leave with you know, a really good outcome on their surgery, not acquire something like a, a pressure injury, which they do today. Um, you know, the second thing is our solution is using machine learning and patient-specific information to predict the chance of someone getting pressure injury based on the data and the risk profile of the patients, which we believe is a smarter tool compared to anything else that we've seen in the marketplace. So we hope to come up with a, with a very innovative and award-winning product that will hopefully solve the solution because it should be completely preventable. Yet, in US, UK, and Australia, more than 60,000 people die from this stuff. Fantastic. So what stage of development is a smart sheet in? In terms of your prototype, and what, what are some indicative results you're able to share with us now? Yeah, sure. So at the moment, we've currently got a working proof of concept benchtop prototype. So one that we've tested and verified ourselves. Um, we're able to measure exactly how much pressure is being placed atop of the sheet. So it's a small scale one that we're able to put a doll on. Um, we actually presented it at the um, Melbourne Knowledge Week Future Hospital Showcase that was held at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. And mm. so people came in from all over and they were able to place their hand on top of the sheet and actually get readings of how much pressure was being applied. We've actually contracted two industry-leading product development companies who've tested and verified that the prototype that we built works properly and that the technology itself is feasible and scalable um, and also manufacturable to a larger scale. Um, And so the next steps for us is actually to complete and make five hospital-grade prototypes on a larger scale so that we can actually put them under patients and start collecting some of that data that we need to refine a prototype that we're able to actually take to market. And if I can just add add also to that what Will just mentioned, we've also got four four hospitals around the country who are quite ready for us to be trialing our product. So we've had very uh, early conversations with them and we are in the next next couple of weeks starting to do that sort of product co-creation with them. So essentially, it'll be a product that we'll be working with them to develop, that they'll be working, that they'll be putting on underneath their patients. So our journey to the market has essentially just started. And what's the market response been like today? You mentioned you're already going and get these organized with hospitals. Yeah. Can you delve a bit further into that and how do you see the market responding to the initial product? Yeah, if I can just, just take a step back, I think, I think what's really worked for us in our process that we've sort of spent the last two years essentially from this point, one, our uni period, and also the last year when we were sort of working as a company is we have done extensive market research. We've had, we've spoken to many people across Australia, I mean, clinicians, nurses, carers, and what's actually uh, helped us is we've been able to focus really well. So Mm -hmm. ICUs are where we're going to be starting first and having that focus and understanding the patient cohort and clinicians really well has put us in the front. So the conversations that we have had with these four leading hospitals, in fact, large public hospitals Mm. around Australia, has been that we have come across as being a lot more prepared. Mm. So by doing our research, we are a lot more prepared and we're working with the head of these ICUs and and key people in that area Mm. to create our concept. We already have a concept ready. We've shared that with them. The next step is about developing it further. Um, and are you looking at Australia as your main market or are you looking to expand in the next coming years? Would you say that maybe Australia is, has a high rate of this or is it sort of globally high rates of pressure injuries? Yeah, so, so I suppose we, we're going to answer this question in parts. Mm. So, I mean, I'll, I'll let Will sort of talk about the, the clinical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But 
um, just to sort of reiterate that, I mean, Melbourne, from where we are based, is a fantastic place to do our clinical trials. We absolutely believe in sort of, we are lucky and blessed in the fact that, you know, we came out of a precinct that's known for, for doing these trials in, in Australia, and which is what we sort of plan to do and do some initial sales in Australia. And then after that, it is about then looking into the markets um, in Asia and, and in US, um, you know, to sort of expand. So the, the issue of pressure injuries in terms of like a global incidence, we're actually on the average. And it's, it's not just a problem in Australia, it's a problem all over the world. And it, it's really an issue that's been around ever since people were lying in beds, ever since people have been immobile. And it's one that we want to be able to take globally as well. But we do want to start in Australia because it's our hope. Yeah, great. And, and the issue, like, it can seem simple in terms of people not knowing when to be turned over in an in a, like a anticipated analytical fashion and also using that data to, you know, extrapolate further how you can better treat people and take care of people. But what have people done to date in terms of, you mentioned a bit earlier, but in terms of, it's just been a manual process this whole time of turning patients over by clock. Yeah, so um, the current solutions that are there in the market, there are three areas that we really think that we have a, an advantage over them. The first one being that we'll be more targeted, um, we'll be more convenient, and we'll be more cost-effective. Yep. And so I'll start with more targeted. Currently, the solutions that exist aren't really based on the patient's own profile. Mm. It's kind of a general solution where they go, all right, all these people will be at risk at a certain location. And so we're just going to throw the kitchen sink and go, all right, we're going to put heaps of pads here. We're going to put heaps of prevention strategies here. And it hasn't worked. Mm. There are also strategies where you essentially get a pressure mapping Mm. of the patient and you can see on the patient where their hotspots are. And similarly, that isn't very targeted at all because you don't know where on the patient is actually at risk. You can determine the patient's pressure image and you can see obviously which points they're heaviest at. But if I lie on it and someone else who weighs the same as me lies on it, it'll look very similar. Hmm. And it doesn't have any profiling of how much time is spent on on location, whether or not they've come off the bed, how much they've been offloaded, etc, etc. So what we have will actually have a history of the patient and how long they've been spending on on these areas and we can actually use that information to determine how at risk they are at the particular location. The second point is that a lot of the solutions are actually not that practical in the sense that you still have to turn the patient over regularly to take a reading. So I'm referring to handheld detection devices, they are more accurate than just looking at the patient because the current gold standard is actually you turn the patient over and you check to see whether or not the area is red or the area is deteriorating, etc, etc. And for people um, who have um, a darker skin complexion or they're older, their skin is more fragile, they have other comorbidities, etc, etc, it's hard to do that assessment. Um, in in an objective way. Um, It differs from nurse to nurse, from patient to patient. So these solutions, these handheld detection devices, they're more accurate, except it requires you to turn the patient over. And if you can imagine the current demographic of people who are in hospitals, they can be very old, um, they can be very overweight, and there may be language barriers. And so it takes a lot of effort to actually manually roll these patients over already. 
And so that leads to low compliance to these protocols. And a lot of these patients aren't actually being rolled over to do an assessment. And some of the times they can't even be rolled over. And so those solutions, we've spoken to a lot of nurses, they also think that it's quite impractical. And lastly, we think we're a lot more affordable um, to the point before we've actually designed a system where the technology that we've developed actually allows us to use the sensor information at a much cheaper rate, affordable rate, than the rest of the competitors. All right, that sounds great. Um, and, and have you had any key achievements or challenges in the company so far? And, and where would you see any potential future challenges? I mean, you know, just living in a, in a startup is a risk in itself. You know, someone would say, why actually do it? Do you do it? I mean, um, so, but, you know, it's been exciting as we sort of started off it, but it hasn't been without challenges. Um, I mean, the initial challenges have been essentially where when you're a startup, you're actually looking to innovate healthcare. You know, the challenge has been getting access to the clinicians to, to spend some time with us, because obviously with the clinicians, they are about saving lives and saving people uh, and, and to get a say in or to sort of collaborate or to actually partner with them. Um, took us some time to establish some of the some of the street cred with us, and that was through doing research in the marketplace, to speak with willing people, to use some of our initial contacts, to really sort of establish that Lenexa is just not a startup who is just there because they want to wear a Steve Jobs T-shirt saying that I'm 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 a startup, right? We are about bringing a real change. We are about bringing a real change and making a real difference. I mean, it's impacted people in our lives, sort of personally. It is a solution that we believe that we have got something valuable to add and we can make a difference. Mm. Uh, we are a, a class one device. We can get to the market quickly. So the, the initial challenge is to answer your question directly was, was actually getting access to the clinicians. Mm. Now we have. We've got four leading hospitals around the country willing to work with us. The second thing, obviously, is being able to, you know, sort of launch a startup on our own mm. is sort of daunting in itself. I mean, where actually do you start? I mean, what's our pathway? You know, do we go into Asia first? Do we go into the U.S. first? We are actually blessed in the sense that, as Will earlier mentioned, we are part of an acceleration program called as a MedTech actuator, and we are surrounded by an ecosystem of mentors, both in uh, you know product companies and others who have provided us with the guidance and actually support to take us there. Lastly, I just want to say the people that we have been in contact with, you know, we feel so blessed because everyone's been so willing to help. I mean, the ecosystem that we have in Melbourne is so amazing. So, so yes, there are challenges daily, but nothing insurmountable, um, so I would say. Fantastic. And, I mean, you mentioned the ecosystem here in some parts of Australia for, you know, for clinical trials does seem to punch above its weight in terms of output. But how do you see, you know, where do you see the scalability of the business in terms of the market you're going and beyond? Uh, yeah. Could you outline you know, your vision of how this could scale to a, to a global business? Sure. Um, so in, in terms of the where we actually apply, um, we're, starting, we're starting at the ICU um, you know, as a starting point. But essentially, the biggest market that we have is within the, the aged care segment. Mm. And the aged care segment sitting in the aged care home in the nursing homes, mm. the aged care as the population is only growing. Mm. So we see that as being our biggest market, You know, being able to offer a lot more than pressure sensing. Our sheet, we just want to be targeted and focused just like you've heard the likes of Apple and Yahoo and, and others, they actually start in one place and then eventually you would build a platform where you can offer a lot more. So we believe in focused and targeted by starting with the ICUs to solve the pressure injuries. Then essentially our smart sheet can do a lot more. It becomes a platform for remote monitoring a lot more uh, than what we have, vital signs and, 
and so on and so on, which is where we believe in taking a product to the market and where you see the real scale. Um, we have already sort of had early conversations, which I'm not going to double this at this stage because they're quite early, with other partners who are quite interested in taking our product and extending it in, into some of those places. You mentioned your team earlier. You've already got aboard a very highly qualified advisory team yeah. and advisory board in place. Could you tell us a little bit about their credentials? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Raghu. Look, I mean, uh, Will and I, we sometimes, you know, just, just pinch ourselves um, saying, you know, that we must be the, the luckiest people in the world because we are essentially standing on the shoulder of giants. And, and the folks in our board are essentially that. Um, you know, you've got Dr. Fred Davis, you know, who is a former CEO of, of Invitec, who's got over 30 um, years of experience taking advanced medical devices to the marketplace. Um, you've got Dr. Sean Miller, you know, who is a, a senior lecturer in the pressure injury space, and she's connected to who knows who in, the, in this sort of space. You've got Dr. Vin Smith, who's doing his PhD in startups and is also a clinician. We're also supported by Professor Dr. Uh, David Graydon, who is the head of biomedical engineering at the uh, University of Melbourne, the guy behind the, the bionic ear and the bionic eye. And lastly, we've got uh, Professor Michael Vitale, uh, you know, who's, uh, who's an entrepreneur professor at the, at the Melbourne Business School. And, and there are many others as well, you know, people who are sort of helping us um, along the journey. So we feel we're lucky. We feel we're actually blessed by having these folks. Uh, and we just sometimes feel that we're riding the coattails in many, many ways. Uh, I mean, when, you, when you're talking about this business, you can really hear how enthusiastic you are about it. Yeah. And what would you say is the best part of what you do? What's the best part of this journey right now? Yeah. I mean, the best part of the journey is just, you know, saying that no day is actually similar. I mean, you can't sort of plan your day. Each day is going to be different. Um, this is going to sound quite morbid and sad, but I mean it in a good way. It's like having cancer. You know that you've only got four months to live because in your startup, you don't know how long you're going to last. But at the same time, you're alive. Every day you're alive. You're looking for solutions. You really want to solve this problem and you want to get to the goalpost faster by looking at those alliances, by looking at those connections. So every day we breathe and we move quite fast. We have moved so rapidly from when we finished our uni course to understanding the the illness and the problem that we're starting to solve to where, to where we are now. And we're going to make rapid strides in the next 12 months too. So we are excited. Uh, we believe we can cure cancer or we can actually prevent this stuff, uh, prevent pressure injuries. Um, just, just a funny side note, not sure if you know this stuff, but this thing actually killed Superman. Mm. Um, so <laughs> did you know this stuff? No, I didn't know so that. So pressure injuries killed Superman. So Christopher Reeves, the actor who played the Superman, actually died from one of these. So we're here, you know, trying to sort of save, save Superman. That's what I tell Bill. Um, each morning we wake up and we go, you know, how can we save the next Superman <laughs> yeah, or, right. or Superwoman? No, that's fantastic. Look, it's, it's really an exciting journey to see the, where this has progressed from, you know, idea to you know, acceleration, your fairly lofty goals where you're taking this company. So anyone who's interested in Lenexa Medical, you'll have a contact us box near this podcast. So please put your details down and one of the team will be in touch to get your journey going with the company. Uh, apart from that, uh, Ajit and, and Will, it's been fantastic having you on today. We'd love to have you on again soon because it, it's, we're, we're looking forward to seeing you make a big dent in the marketplace in Australia and around the world. So thanks very much today. Great, great. Fantastic, Raghu. And if I can just sort of give a big shout out to your audience and say, you know, we invite, you know, any and all of you to come on board so that you can help us on our journey, as I said before, and help save the next Superman or Superwoman. <laughs> no pressure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic.
Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Ajit Ravindran and Will Yang from Linux and Medical. For more information about Linux and Medical or to listen to any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitchers if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening. 